0: for Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Interesting day at the legislature today with a bill coming into the House this afternoon on intimate images like sextortion. People are very mm-hmm. familiar with the Amanda Todd story, of course. Yes. Yeah, Government so taking action on this.
1: Attorney General Nikki Sharma tabling a bill this afternoon, news conference following, which we'll be carrying live on BC1. So this is the Intimate Images Protection Act. Wow. don't have a lot of details, but I'm, I'm led to believe that it's going to strengthen the ability to take action civilly. It's not a criminal code situation. That's the federal government's purview, of course. But B.C. can uh, pass provincial legislation that affects things such as uh, uh, going to court, if you need to, to uh, enhance the ability to sue people who are exploiting your image on yeah. the Internet. So it's, it's, it expedites the ability to get up an image taken down. Wow. And if not, um, ability to go to court or take some sort of civil remedy to uh, ensure that it is taken down and perhaps present uh, a person in violation with some financial penalties.
0: Okay, people will be familiar, of course, with the, the tragic Amanda Todd story the B.C. Yeah. teenager. And her mom was, will
1: be here today. Okay, Carol, Carol Todd, Todd will yeah. be
0: here. So the Amanda Todd story, people will recall, is the B.C. teenager who who took her own life after she was manipulated into, into doing a... a you know showing a, an intimate image to someone on online and then she was extorted you know mm-hmm. that she was faced with demands for 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 payments and this is called known known as sextortion to uh And we seem form. to have had and,
1: a story a week on this yeah. of young people being exploited like this.
0: Oh it's it's awful and Carol Todd the mother of Amanda Todd who has now become an advocate and a really effective campaigner on this? And you mentioned she'll be here today at the legislature. So Let's have a listen to her. Let's, Carol Todd here, the mother of Amanda Todd. We need to make sure there's there's justice for Amanda, so that the the wheels are rolling for other countries, that they can they can stop these predators. Okay, so the bill coming in this afternoon, and she will be here. That's interesting. She's going
1: to be here, which I assume means she's um, in support, of, obviously in support of the legislation. Sure. Um, it seems to me what she's been looking for. She's now she's the founder, of course, of the Amanda Todd Legacy Society, um, and there's also I think a couple other um, participants in the news conference today as well.
0: Okay, and it would make it so. Let's say someone. So this happens. Someone's victimized by this. This would maybe allow them to sue. Sue in civil There's some court.
1: sort of civil, uh, ability in the act to take some sort of actions. Again, I don't have all the details. I don't have any really very few details. So we'll see what Nikki Sharma announces this afternoon.
0: Okay. We'll watch for that one today. Let's talk about rising property tax hikes mm. across Metro Vancouver. You start looking at some of the cities here that are coming out with these big tax hikes. City of Vancouver. Surrey, well, this is the craziest one, 17.5% in Surrey. But then you start looking at these other ones. Port Moody, 11.3%. These are really, really high double-digit tax increases in many many of these communities.
1: We haven't seen this for decades, I think. And this, again, tied to the high inflation rate, I think, um, in some cases, probably not keeping pace with inflation, not wanting to raise taxes uh, higher earlier. And this is catching up to them. So, again, inflation was kicking in pretty high last year, but a lot of municipalities didn't uh, pass on tax hikes that equated with the inflation rate, and I think a lot of this is catch-up.
0: Okay, Vancouver City Council. Although Poco,
1: yes, Brad West, the outlier here, as he family says, they are not. The, they don't consider themselves the United Nations. They take care of the basics, and their tax increase is, what, 3.3% or something?
0: <laughs> yeah, just over 3%, which is one of the lowest in the region. For a tax increase, and yeah, that was a, a turn of phrase he had last week. I got a lot of attention. He thinks that a lot of these municipalities are, are simply they're, they're doing too much. They're biting off more than they can chew. They're they're going into areas where they shouldn't. It's not mm-hmm. their jurisdiction. Yeah, you know, last last week on the show, I spoke to, I spoke to Adrian Carr, Green Party city councillor in Vancouver, about her calls for the city of Vancouver to sue big oil companies. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to put in a bunch of public money to sue big oil. And you know, I, I guess a guy like Brad West would say, "This is an example of what I'm talking about. You guys should stay in your lane,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right?" Well, I think most taxpayers would agree with Brad
1: West that yeah. uh, they want uh, not minimal, but not much more than the basics from their city hall: fix fix the potholes, clear the snow, pick, uh, up, the pick garbage, up the garbage, yeah, uh, keep the keep, keep the, the parks city clean. safe and clean, and not get involved in uh, unclog
0: the big sewers. Projects. You know, the stuff that you're supposed to do as a municipal government. Okay, let's listen to Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim on the double digit property tax hike in Vancouver. You will also hear City Councillor Pete Fry here. Have a listen. I know increases like this are hard. Frankly, they suck. It is sort of a recognition that that A, there's there's a lot of
1: under underspending that's happened uh, on our infrastructure, and that, that the mayor had a, a number of commitments that he campaigned on that he was that he wanted to see push forward, and that
0: was going to have to come through taxes. Okay, Pete Fry there sort of throwing a little well, shade at the mayor. it.
1: It's interesting um, whether the tax increases will be effective. What was announced last week? Well, first announced about a month ago, which was this community infrastructure fund. Right. Last week, we got the amounts per city. So Vancouver was getting $49 million that they didn't know they were getting before they set the budget. Um, that's for infrastructure, but that's uh, which is interpreted to be sewer. Pete Fry talked about infrastructure. Well, this is now suddenly you got fifty million dollars that you didn't have before you set these tax increases, and that's for waterworks, sewer lines, even recreational facilities. Uh, Vancouver got the second most. Surrey got the most, eighty almost ninety million dollars. Vancouver is getting fifty million. Burnaby's getting something like twenty-eight million. Kelowna is getting twenty-six million. Uh, even small towns, it goes, Zabellos, you know, $550,000. So a minimal $550,000 for every uh, municipality in B.C. Hmm. Uh, in many cases, millions of dollars in infrastructure money. This is this 1000000000 billion one one-time infrastructure fund that was created because of the surplus and I have to wonder whether is that going to have an impact on the tax increases coming from council because suddenly they're getting millions of dollars they weren't getting just a few months ago
0: how long before we start to see a real sort of voter backlash to these type of tax hikes I mean this is a difficult economy people are having tough time making ends meet we talked last week on the rising Carbon tax in B.C. set to rise over the mm-hmm. next seven years quite dramatically. How long before people say, you know, we can't afford this? You can't get blood out of a stone here. Where are these taxes well, supposed to come
1: from? Good question. I mean, I think when you see double-digit property taxes in uh, increases in a lot of big municipalities, that's problematic, particularly if they don't see anything as a result of it. If you still have you know, dirty streets or potholes and stuff, and you're paying 10% more in property tax, yeah, I think the, the foundation set potentially for a voter backlash.
0: Okay. Following you on Twitter, which I encourage all the listeners to do, and you were tweeting on the weekend, it was interesting that we just passed the anniversary of...
1: The 50th the anniversary.
0: 50th anniversary of the introduction of question period at the yeah. legislature. So at one point there was no question period.
1: Well, for up until 1973, there uh, from the Confederation, we were no question period in the BC legislature. Yeah. Now, the first question period introduced by Dave Barrett was 15 minutes. It's now a half hour, but it was 15 minutes when I first arrived. Here, it was 15 minutes long, and I would argue those question periods were a little more. I think. In sometimes effective because everyone had to be on their game for fifteen. A lot months. more focused. A lot more focused. Yeah. you didn't have uh, rambling questions at the end. Sometimes yeah. uh, the opposition is basically filling time to fill out a half hour. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think a lot of people just would be startled to learn that we didn't have question period for you know the hundred years until yeah. the very government. Also, it's fiftieth anniversary of Hansard. Yeah. It, that was two big reforms the NDP brought in in the seventies. Uh, well, th- three on the legislature. One was the introduction of the question period. Two was the introduction of Hansard.
0: Which is like the written record of yeah, what's actually record. said in the legislature.
1: And the third thing they did, and this is also the 50th anniversary, is the restoration of the parliament buildings. This place Ooh. was uh, over the years was a dump. Really? It was uh, uh, leaking uh, ceilings. Uh, <laughs> the floors were covered up with linoleum. The public really wasn't allowed in here very much. There was no public participation in the legislature. Now you can't, if you go in the legislature right now, you're going to run into hundreds of tourists some days uh, on guided tours. And there's all sorts of exhibits. But this place was a moldy, deteriorating dump (laughs) until the 1970s. And there was like a multi-million dollar restoration
0: let's play a little question period here now question period can sometimes get a little raucous in oh, there yeah. so here's a great example now you'll hear of just former premier John Horgan here now, here's where he drops the f-bomb It's going to be bleeped out here but he, re- he dropped the f-bomb here in question period have a listen do you care do you really care or do you want to hear yourself do you want a headline or do you want action oh, f- I'm so disappointed in all of you. Don't make it personal. Let's behave like adults, please. Okay, okay. sometimes well, they don't behave like adults.
1: Uh, Rajah Khan, the speaker there, yeah. uh, really often sounds exasperated yeah. with <laughs> the behavior of the MLAs on both sides, all sides. And I'm always struck, I, I'm in question period quite often, um, and I'm always somewhat amused watching the visiting school tour class of so grade fours sitting there watching down below these adults behave in ways that if they behaved like that in school, they'd be you know, sent to the they're principal's
0: shocked. office. They're shocked. What's they're, going
1: they're, on? They're just wide-eyed, like, I wow, I can't believe adults are screaming at each other like that. But, you know, heckling is part of the Westminster tradition. It's encouraged. Right. It's just sometimes both sides go over the, over the line.
0: Right. Well, we saw, we heard Horgan go over the line there with the f which he apologized for later. Said he he was did, worried. and
1: then it became, I don't think he necessarily regretted that much. I think he, a lot of people didn't you know, don't mind politicians acting real oh, sometimes.
0: Yeah. Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Glenn in Mission. Hi, Glenn. Go ahead.
2: Hi there. I've got a question about the rural uh, property tax that's set by the provincial government. Uh, do you have anything oh. oh,
1: We lost you there. What,
0: what did you say? Repeat your question at the end there.
2: It's the uh, rural uh, property tax. That's okay. the unorganized territories where uh, the provincial government sets the tax rate.
0: What do you want to know about it?
2: Uh, how much is it going up?
0: Do, do we know, Keith? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Okay. I don't I know. I don't know, know how, don't know how much it's going up. We can check on it for you. Yeah, okay. We'll check. Yeah. I'll we'll, I'll check on it for you. I think it's a good question, though. Dennis in Surrey. Hey, Dennis, go ahead. Um, hi, hi, guys.
2: I'm just wondering: has anyone approached the Mayor Lock in Surrey? Okay, so you want to put up 17.5 percent increase. To go back to the uh, RCMP, what happened? Well, how much is it going to cost us if you stick with the Surrey RCMP? I mean, the the uh, Surrey police force. I haven't heard anything. I can't. I don't know of any information coming from anywhere on that. Well, so it's going to cost it's only nine percent.
0: Well, okay. So you're saying if they keep the RCMP, they would be able to. It'd be cheaper, right?
2: Now, I'm saying they've already spent money on the uh, Surrey Police Department. Yeah. Well, how much if they just say, forget the RCMP, let's go with Surrey, how much is it going to
1: cost? Yeah, there's a lack of information coming. So it, was, you know, it was, seemed to be deliberate that she held this news conference to uh, release the 17% figure at 4 o'clock on a Saturday on a long weekend. Knowing there was no media coverage, yeah. there was no reporters, there was no questions, there's no scrutiny. So we we're still waiting for a lot of answers uh, to a lot of questions about uh, not only this uh, increase, but any other increase that would be associated with any change in.
0: Well, what they've argued, uh, and Brenda Locke has argued that. If we, if they go with the Surrey Police Service and they do not go back to the RCMP, it's going to be way more expensive to have the local police service. The RCMP is cheaper. So she is saying that there's a 17 and a half percent property tax increase this year. But she said, if they don't go back to the RCMP, you ain't seen nothing yet because the tax increases could be even higher, so, right?
1: So uh, she's been required as Surrey RCMP has been required and Surrey Police Service is to provide all this information to the public safety minister and his ministry and they're they've got the information right now and they're sorting through it and hopefully within a month or so we're going to get some clarity and a decision one way or another.
0: She has said that if they don't go back to the RCMP you could have a 55% tax hike.
1: Yeah, not clear what the time frame would that be, but I know 17% a year it seems is you know
0: 51%. <laughs> oh man, like this is, you know, and I talked to Farnworth about this the other day and like you said the other day. He wants this thing off his desk but that decision's coming pretty soon, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, well, within, uh, within weeks, we yeah. hear it. I mean, it's March now. We've expected an answer before May.
0: Okay. Rob and Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Go ahead.
2: Hi, hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, you mentioned inflation this morning. I'm just wondering, with all the NDP spending, I'm hearing a lot of ads on Global, on, on your radio station, CKNW. Is that, I'm just curious, the question for Keith, is that taxpayer-funded money, or yep. is, that, is that from the surplus? It is.
1: So well, all all fine government fine advertising taxpayer. is ta- all government advertising is taxpayer funded. What's interesting right now? There's a, a an ad running on radio from the caucus, the caucus money, which is taxpayer money, which is a practice the NDP decried when the BC Liberals used to do that. Take take of. Uh, Tax dollars that fund the caucus and use that for advertising.
0: Yeah, they've got they have. Thank you for the call, Rob. They have a call, uh, an ad running right now. You may hear it on the show at some point today, where it comes on and it's very partisan ad. Like it goes on about how great David Eby's doing. Yeah. He's doing a wonderful job. When I first heard that, ad, I thought that's got to be an NDP party ad. No, no that was, that's taxpayers' money paid that's, for that that's ad. That's
1: the caucus budget is yeah. paying for that ad.
0: Elmer in Vancouver, Elmer, you have thirty seconds.
2: I think basically, probably tax rates are increasing in Metro Vancouver because Metro's property tax base cannot keep up with Metro's rapidly growing population. So more people yeah. means more demand for services mm-hmm. that cities and municipalities can't provide.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Well, yeah, the growth is significant. Surrey, in particular, the fastest growing uh, municipality in in yeah. in BC, but also Langley's growing significantly. Uh, the valley. But again, this billion dollar fund that was dispersed last week is giving municipalities millions of dollars they didn't have when they set these double digit property taxes. I wonder if some of them are going to be able to revisit this. Okay, that's
0: interesting. We'll watch for that. Thanks, Keith. Talk tomorrow.